Hello, 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 hello. Hello. What's happening? What's happening? Ah, nothing. It is Monday. The Monday, Monday before. Everything's about to pop off. Oh, wait, man. Weeks. I just hope that they got good food in that city. That's all I'm wondering. Some good stuff. Uh, I actually had some good stuff at uh, one of the older breweries. Let's see. And I literally just talked to uh, Eric. Okay. He was like, uh, "I think I'm. I think I'm in here." I was like, "Yeah." Throw out my bat bat signal here. Going through my list quickly. Are you drinking anything? I'm drinking. I'm gonna find some rum since we're having um, a guest at a rum distiller. I ain't drinking nothing, man. I like I said, I actually. Pulled up on them yesterday, so I went there, and then there's this other rum place that's around the corner from where he is. Mm-hmm. It's called Lalo, and they do uh, like it's kind of like a tiki vibe up in there. So they, so I didn't have my rum capacity for the week. Okay. Yeah, I was actually trying to, um, I was actually trying to pack because I don't have that much. I just really have one day to get myself together. It usually takes me several days to get myself together. So, okay, let's see here. Uh, what? <laughs> Chris, okay, Chris is on an airplane. So let me see if I can get, get you're on an airplane, but you're here. How is that possible? It's three nights before um, Berlin Flow and all through the house, all through the brewery. Let's see. I'm going to see if I can find our guest. Because hmm. he, he did uh, contact me. So let me see if I can. I'll try to send him the link. See if that helps. But um, while we're waiting, it has is anybody else drinking anything? Ashley, uh, you want to tell us what you had to drink? 
lately because she's a birthday girl. She might be. She might be partying. I mean, since she out in Jamaica, she might be. You know, just know. a listener. Baby. She got everything going on in the background, possibly. <laughs> Probably. Let's see. Um, one thing I wanted to go over and make sure if, um, as far as like barrel and flow, especially for those who may listen to the replay. So we're going, we're going Wednesday. We're arriving in Pittsburgh on Wednesday because we're going to dope uh, cidery on Thursday afternoon to do like a little bottle, a bottle share. Um, no, I couldn't hear you at all. I didn't hear you say anything, actually. Um, do a little bottle share, hopefully uh, meet up with some people that are on that side of Pittsburgh and hang out with them and then come back, uh, of course, to the host hotel. Um, it seems like if you have a VIP ticket, you really get a lot of um, perks as far as not having to pay by Erica. And um, it seems like he has a lot of different events going on. Um, so you'll have something to choose. I, that may have been something that got answered from previous occasions. Cause it's like after the big festival, you know, people come in early, what can I do? What can I do? So uh, if you're following, uh, Barrel and Flow, or even uh, Black and Craft, I did post some information as well as the Crack'em app because I believe there's going to be some prizes or some type of uh, incentives for when you're in Pittsburgh to use the Crack'em app and do like the ale trails for Pittsburgh. So keep that in mind. And Chris, I know you're here, but can you talk? You said you're Please. in the airplane? He's on the airplane, right? Yeah, I don't know how yeah, he's... Yeah. <laughs> okay. So, the other thing that, that uh, Chris was supposed to let everyone know, if you're following us, we do have t-shirts that are uh, for sale. Medium to extra large, 25. Then uh, 2X a dollar more I'm sorry two dollars more for um extended sizes so like 27 and you can either get with myself Kendrick or Chris if you happen to be at Barrel and Flow uh because we do have a limited this is just like our initial uh iteration of it uh we just have so many so get with us as soon as you can and you get the first uh, T'Challa, T'Challa colors. So I think that is it as far as my housekeeping. So I want to thank Kendrick for letting me know about Flush Distilling. Uh, it is 
based out of Houston. And, uh, you know, fermentation, you know, being black and craft, fermentation, it doesn't matter. Doesn't matter. Uh, all fermentation works. And I'm very interested in talking to Eric and learning more about his story. So, Eric, um, on your right hand side of your phone, you see a little microphone. And if you hit that, it'll take you off of mute and then you'll be able to talk. Yes, thank you guys for having me. Hello. So I'm just going to ask you some questions. Just really have a conversation and then uh, we'll open the floor up to more questions. Okay. If anyone has, has anything else. So you are not originally from Houston. You are an, you're from the island. What island do you hail from? So I am originally from Houston. My father is from Barbados. Ah, so you have Barbados roots. Okay, okay, okay. So uh, are you the first generation uh, United States or several yeah. generations back? Okay. Nope. First generation. Okay, okay. So how is that? With um, did your did your parents or your or your father he came um, to America? That's a good question. Um, I know that it was early twenties for him when he came here. Um, he came here just shortly after my uncle came, um, and they 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 bunked together. Um, he was actually mm -hmm. thinking of moving back to Barbados before he met my mom. Um, and then, well, I, I came about, so <laughs> he's been here ever since. <laughs> okay. So is, uh, distilling or fermentation as far as alcohol, was that a family trait or is that something that you came up with just, you know, in passing? This is all just a passion of mine that um, just kind of sparked just from traveling to different uh, distilleries and breweries and, um, you know, kind of like everyone else does. I've always thought about doing it and, and finally found a need to do it. And so I just made it happen. Okay. Because I guess when I was thinking about um, rum I, and I was looking at my rum collection at um, Martinique, um, I had never, you know, that's why I was kind of interested in like how Barbados, is there some ties there with uh, the style that you were able to pick up? Um, or, you know, that, you know, maybe that your father may have uh, given you some insight of, okay, that's a little bit more sweeter because of the sugar cane, it's more richer here compared to United States. Anything like that? Did he give you any pointers? Uh, maybe not pointers per se, but he was definitely right by my side as every bad batch of rum uh, was was originally made. For sure, he was there <laughs> tasting everything with me, uh, just kind of helping me out and giving me some ideas of what needed to be changed and what and, you know what needed to happen. So, what was what would you consider a um, a bath that did not come out as well? How was that first? that first run first or second run when you started uh so i mean originally when when i started 
we just basically started collecting samples um, along the, the proof trail. So everything from 165 proof all the way down until, well, I just, whenever I decided to stop that day, uh, and we just separated them all out into different, you know, uh, jars uh, and tried each and every one of them, figured out what flavors we didn't like, figured out what flavors we did like, and just started combining them until we came up with a, a final recipe or a product that, that we both enjoy drinking. Mm -hmm. So with your, um, I saw that you, well, uh, Kendrick teased us with a rum fashion. So you have, for your line, you have three, correct? Uh, white rum. Yes, I have a white rum, uh, which is our chandelier rum. I have a spice rum, which is our 24 karat rum. Uh, and then next for me is going to be a coffee liqueur uh, that I'm going to put out into the market, hopefully within the next few months. Uh, and then after that, I'm actually going to start aging some rum. And that's really interesting. That's you, you are really getting in on something. Um, right at the ground floor because coffee liqueurs and coffee whiskeys um, are really popular right now. Cause that's the, the thing that I do, I do sales for uh, different companies and I sell that hand over fish, something that's coffee flavored. If you, when you find a coffee drinker, they lose it. I was like, that's creamer. That's creamer on the coffee for the weekends. Um, so that's that I I can't wait to try that. That sounds really great. Ooh. So when you're making your rum, what what compounds or what different floral accents? is in say let's let's talk about your spice rum for your 24 karat mm -hmm. what are the flavor components that make it spiced so the foundation for my spiced rum is uh is our white rum uh and i consider our white rum to be more of an agricultural style rum so you're going to get more of a earthy and floral notes from it from the beginning um, our spiced rum, uh, we actually use uh, some nutmeg, allspice, and then one of the things that I've, I've done differently than, than most normal spiced rum is I actually use a star anise. And that star anise mm. basically allows me to add some sweetness to the rum without having to add any sugar, or artificial flavors, or anything like that. How, how hard was that, or did you have any challenges with the star anise? Because that can be pretty potent. Um, how, how did you, how were you able to overcome with that, get, letting it be not a nice, subtle uh, adjunct? So, I mean, when I originally started with the spiced rum, I, I had everything from vanilla, cinnamon, um, all kinds of spices. And I basically found that when I started removing spices, the, the spirit actually started tasting better. It just had a much crisper, cleaner taste. Um, mm -hmm. So while even my spiced rum is probably a little bit forward on the star anise, um, those other spices are there just to help balance it. Um, it's really just a, a crisp, clean flavor. Okay. That sounds really good. So uh, I know that you have a tap room. And how long have you been 
there at that location? So I started here in November of 2020. Um, my focus was getting into the market first. So uh, after I got into, we were initially in 26 specs locations, five total wines. Um, then, then that's when I decided I was going to open up the tasting room. So the tasting room here has only been open for about seven months. Uh, unfortunately, I was also at that point kind of foolish and naive. And I thought if I just opened up the door, people would come in. Um, but that's always not the case. So we've actually been ramping up and started doing various events, uh, monthly events. Um, and then, of course, we rent out rooms here for parties and um, business business meetings and everything else. So it's uh, it's growing. Okay. I have two questions after that. Um, but I wanted to also ask you because uh, I did see. Uh, on your website, a lot of lupus information, and I am a loopy. Um, and I was told that that is paying homage to your um, to your to your wife. So, can you tell me more about how did that was that a, a correlation with the distilling with with you making the rum, or how did how is that add it into a layer of your what you're doing now. Absolutely. Um, so yes, this is a rum company first and foremost, um, but one of my biggest missions is just to give back to the, the Lupus Foundation. Um, in 20, uh, late 2019, my fiance at the time went into the hospital. Um, she was in complete kidney failure for years before then um, due to lupus. Um, but she had went into the hospital uh, for a, basically a real bad infection. She was there for, for two months. And that's when I decided that I needed to kind of turn my, my passion project into an actual business um, because we didn't live our life in debt. And I didn't want that to stop us from living life no matter what. Um, so that's when I initially started this business venture. Uh, unfortunately, she ended up passing away before I could get this business to anywhere near where it is today. Uh, so now my philosophy is essentially if I can't make her life better, then I want to do the best I can to make other lives better um, as, as, as much as I can. Uh, definitely commend you on that. That's just that's that's so inspiring. And uh, I know that she really would appreciate that. Because. I think maybe a little bit now people talk about lupus. Um, it's not such a um, like out of the box word to say, but it still needs people that you know that are strong advocates uh, because I still don't think that people understand looking okay on, on the outside but not feeling okay on the inside and you can't explain it. So I really appreciate that as a um, continuous, you know, struggling with with that, that that you're an advocate and that you're still um, holding that torch up for her. I appreciate Thank that. you. And and you're absolutely right. There's um, no one knows um, there. There's it, it's still pretty much an unknown disease to a lot of people. Um, I think now you said it right. Now more people are learning about lupus and, and I just want to 
do my part uh, as much as I possibly can to either help find a, a cure and, you know, short time, short term, um, what my main goal is, is once this distillery gets to uh, a bigger, a bigger place, um, I want to be able to offer people with lupus jobs that can't otherwise hold down steady jobs, because I know mm-hmm. that that was one of the things my, my fiance, um, you know, struggled with for, for a decent, uh, decent time is just, you mm-hmm. know, because of treatments and being on dialysis and everything, it's, it's difficult. And not a lot of people know that because just as you said, uh, just looking from the outside in, you, you may not know, but someone is literally battling for their life every day. May not be seen. So. Yeah, it's like snowflakes. No two are the same. Mm-hmm. So, yeah. So, okay, with the expansion, because that sounds like good news. So, are you going to be able to expand in the facilities that, that you're in? Or are you going to Are you going to have to move? That remains to be seen. Um, okay. <laughs> <laughs> We're we're gonna we're gonna wait. The, the it, I've got some time. Uh, I've got at least a, a year and a half before I will be making a definite decision. But um, for sure, we'll be we'll be moving on to bigger and better things, one way or another. Let me back all the way back. I, I didn't ask you this because I'm think I'm trying to get out of my beer head and think more on the, on the distilling side. But I know that some things are going to be similar. So as far as your tank. Um, how you, cause they'll, they'll say it's, it's in such, such and such barrels or it's in here, it's in there. When you do your fermentation, where is it settling at? Is it, are you putting in drums or barrels or, or what? Uh, so I have three, 275 gallon, uh, tanks, uh, that I do my fermentation. Okay. okay. And usually from if you wanted to do just your white rum for a production day is that um just an eight hour task you know to to get the initial process started so i will take a hundred gallons at a time to do my distillation Uh, i'll normally Mm -hmm. start at 4 a.m in the morning um filling up the still and firing it up at somewhere around two or three o'clock in the afternoon is normally when I'm done collecting uh, everything that I want to collect to to make a product. So. Okay. And so when you were talking about you're wanting to kind of expand because I commend anyone who is still, you know, or, you know, they are still going through everything with quote unquote COVID being over, but it's not being over and still trying to um, make, make it in this industry. Kendrick told me that y'all had uh, recently had an event that I'm very curious about. Y'all had a cigars and um, like cocktail event. How did that go for? Um, so it, it went over great. Um, I had a bunch of my following, uh, show up. Um, and of course, uh, 1502 and Stern, they had a bunch of their following show up. So it was, it was a good turnout. Um, we're looking to do more of those events. Uh, I would like to do something like that at least monthly. Um, mm-hmm. cigars, and rum, it just goes hand in hand. It makes sense. 
Um, so mm -hmm. I, I, I love anything like that, to be honest with you. So did you by chance create a uh, cocktail for the event or or if you didn't, I, was it a signature cocktail that you thought would be good to pair with a cigar? So our rum fashion, I think, would be the perfect cocktail to go with a cigar. Um, I didn't create something specifically for the event, um, mm -hmm. but that, in my mind, would have been uh, the route to go. Okay, okay. Because um, we do have some cigar lovers in the room, uh, me, me, myself being one. Okay. And, uh, yeah, but I would also, just, just to tell you, because old-fashioned that's going to be a nice dark like maduro kind of um uh kind of cigar but for your light rums like a mojito there are some lighter cigars that would match perfectly for that so there's there's more than one just just to let you know fair enough i'll as take far, that as, as for, no take because it's just like almost just like beer <laughs> and that's like one of the hardest things to pair uh sometimes pairing a beer with a cigar it can throw it off but with liquor you have a lot more comfortable wiggle room which makes it good that's why i always uh end up uh i might start with beer but i'll probably end up with liquor and then there's this, the cigar that's going with it too but that okay. sounds like a lot of fun um and it's did you have people that were uh with clutch going over to the cigar side being kind of curious and vice versa uh yeah so um okay oh, <laughs> yeah i'm not a a huge cigar smoker myself uh every once mm -hmm. in a while uh I'll, I'll dabble so i definitely poked my head in and, and you know took a peek around but i also had family uh who was there so yeah, it was, yeah. Like I said, it was a great, great time. Okay. So you, um, I guess my last question would really be commending you on getting your product in Total Wine. So being, a, you know, doing self-distribution, how was that process for you to get into Total Wine? Because that's a big box store. Um, so um, in it's actually a, a three-tiered like a distribution system. So like I have to sell all of my products to a distribution company, and then that distribution company will sell to Specs and Total Wines and other liquor stores, uh, so on and so forth. Um, mm. I can't actually sell directly to Specs and or Total Wine. So how this all came about to, for me um, was it was just phone call after phone call badgering people until uh, they finally placed me in the store. And then I found a distribution company once I had the, the deal kind of made uh, with Specs that they, they picked me up and um, it kind of went from there. Uh, same thing goes for Total Wines. It's just a matter of kind of never give up. Just just keep keep calling, keep emailing until finally someone mm -hmm. either gets tired of hearing your voice and let you in the door or they let you in the door, one of the two. Okay. That's what I guess that's what I was wondering, how, how tedious the process was. 
compared to, uh, well, let me ask you this. So outside of Specs and Total Wine, because I know there's other little mom and pop stores, mm -hmm. um, do, were you, do you still have to do that same process because it is a smaller entity? You still have Correct. to sell all your product? Okay, and just, okay. Yeah, so what I'll normally have to do is, if, it, if it's just a, a liquor store or even if it's a bar or a restaurant, um, I'll normally end up making the introduction myself, talking to a manager, um, scheduling a tasting, uh, coming in and, you know, obviously having them sample the product and then kind of talking to them. And then after that, I pretty much have to remove myself because all money negotiation will go through, uh, through the distribution company. Um, so I've got to sell it um, or I guess make that introduction and then the distribution company handles everything after that. Mm -hmm. Okay. Okay. Well, those are all the questions that I had. I really appreciate you talking to us, Eric. Uh, so, but I'm going to open up the floor for anyone else that may have any questions. Uh, anybody in the audience, if you have a question, um, you can raise your hand to be let up onto the um, from the audience. Strip on the floor. Well, for me, I just want to say thank you again uh, for coming in here. I mean, of course, it just like yesterday, but <laughs> but no, I appreciate it. Um, not really a question, but I did want you to touch on some of the things that you're making, like the syrups and all that good stuff. So, yes, uh, yeah. with, us, with us being a distillery, uh, we're not allowed to bring in any outside alcohol. So I've taken it upon you know myself to basically come up with everything in-house. So even for our rum fashion, uh, we're making our own bitters in-house. We're making our own liqueurs in-house. Uh, I have a traditional Barbados liqueur called Falernum uh, that we make in-house. Everyone loves it. Everyone wants me to bottle and sell it. I actually have families that come over after they eat dinner, and they'll just order shots of that, kind of just like an after-dinner dessert, if you will. Um, but even past the bitters and liqueurs that we make in-house, we also make our own mixers. So we make our own orgeat. Uh, in-house. Um, and then, of course, every juice that we use is fresh squeezed for the weekend. So um, um, we do a lot of things here to make sure that those cocktails are the best cocktails you're going to have in this area, for sure. Thank you, thank you. That's cool. So the syrup, they're not, uh, you haven't started bottling those for purchase Right, not yet. Not yet. Okay. Um, okay. I, no, I will get around to doing it. Um, one of the okay. things I have to do is because this is all fresh uh, ingredients, uh, I've actually contacted a company so we can start figuring out what the shelf life may be for something like this. Um, mm. Right now, there's only one company uh, in all of the nation that I know of that makes falernum. Um, but it is definitely full of all kinds of artificial flavors and everything. And of course, that's, the, you know, so it has a shelf life. So uh, if I intend on doing this and I've got to just make sure everything is done properly from the start. So. Okay. Yeah, I don't want to be like, uh, what's that, the chicks, uh, the pink sauce, don't be, we, we don't want no, no more pink sauce lady. Uh, nope. She did. That's what the FDA was. I was like, oh my God. Oh. 
Anybody else have a question? Don't be shy. Well, let's see. Um, I do have one, I guess, one last question, because I know that your product is there in Houston. When will it start coming over this way? Because I'm in Dallas. Um, so actually, you can help with that, to be honest. Uh, if you okay, go to any <laughs> specs or total wines uh, and just request it. Uh, essentially, okay. it's it's the same idea. So if I need to move into that market, I'll actually start having to come to Dallas or Austin or San Antonio and put my product in bars and other liquor stores and so, and so on and so forth uh, so that there's a demand for it to be there. Um, other than that, uh, I'm just kind of focused on the Houston market right now. I've got to continue doing uh, tastings at Specs locations and Total Wine so that they see that that sell through because um, then they can also possibly push it to a different market all on their own if it's selling good here in, in the Houston market. So, Okay. Well, I'm all, almost every other week at a Total Wine or Respect, so, and I'm at different ones. So I'll, I'm like, there is somebody, they really want that clutch with us. I've got the 150, the 17, number 64, all these people want clutch. So, and it'll just, it'll be me. Thank you. Yep. Every every bit no helps. No problem. <laughs> no problem. So, but in the meantime, I think um well, I think I'll be going that way cuz even um I think Kendra had mentioned you, but then I had another friend that actually lives in Maryland. She just I don't know what list you're on, but you're making traction. There's, it's, um, it's been really interesting to see the new black distilleries that are coming up, uh, up and coming, and they're making lists and compiling lists for people when they do travel or if they're looking for something's uh, niche, they can find you. So I believe she mentioned you as well. I was like, I don't. Oh, uh, so that was the other reason why I was I was glad to meet you as well. But if there's yeah. nothing else, I'll leave the floor open. But I want to thank you again, Eric, for chatting with us. Um, I have a question, Angie. Yes. Okay, Eric. Hi. Uh, is there like any recommendations of because, uh, like, when I started out, like, home brewing and uh, home wine and cider making, I did it at home. Is there any, like, recommendations if I, like, want to play around with it, but, like, at home, like, any certain books or equipment? Because uh, I'm very intrigued by, like, possibly making a rum in the future. Um, there are a couple of books that I've read. Unfortunately, I don't have them uh, here. I'm at the, actually at the distillery right now. I'm not at home. Um, but there are multiple books that I've read uh, that will help you out. But YouTube was honestly one of the biggest sources of information. 
Um, there's there's all kinds of uh, home distillers uh, on YouTube that have all the proper licenses and everything. They just don't actually label and produce anything. They just do it um, as as a hobby, if you will. Um, but for sure, that would be the the route to go down if it's something that you just want to pick up and, and be able to study in your free time. Other than that, um, I invite you down to the distillery. I'm an open book. Um, I tell everyone who comes to the distillery that I will show you everything that I know uh, without without hesitation. Um, it's This is a passion for me and I, I want to do my best to, to share every ounce of it with anyone. So. so I will probably take you up on that offer, but thank you. <laughs> Nice. We might I, we might do a pink boots collab. Come and uh, see how things are going, because that's something that I'm interested in. Um, I have to put on my other hat. I have like a thousand hats. Eric, one of my other hats is I'm a president of the um, Pink Boots North Texas chapter, and we're one to uh, make sure that we hit all different types of fermentation. And so um, distilling has been one thing that I've been wanting to kind of crack the code for, because I know that there are women um, in the industry or when they're wanting to do a change. So to even have like uh, something that's even semi hands on to kind of have someone to kind of walk through and see how the process of making product is very interesting. So uh, thanks for opening that up for us. Yeah, absolutely. Um, like I said, uh, I'm an open book. Uh, I'll help anyone out as best as I can. Um, during our tours, um, one of the jokes I like to actually crack is if anyone wants to come down and you know help me make some rum at 4 a.m. in the morning, I always open that door. Every once in a while, there are a few volunteers. So I've actually started compiling almost an email list. And one of these days when I'm making some rum, I will have almost a rum watch party, if you will, if that makes <laughs> sense. Maybe not yeah. starting at 4 a.m. in the morning, but you know, there's a lot of people who want to see the process and I don't mind opening up my doors and, and showing them at least how I do things. Man, I remember that list, man. <laughs> I didn't even know that, see? He said, watch, not drink. Hey, no, yeah, I'm in that thing regardless. I mean, yeah, because I know when, we, <laughs> when me and my wife went, uh, of course, the first time we went up there, we were supposed to uh, try to jump on that tour but, it, uh, the tour, but it was like getting late, so we didn't get a chance to. But I definitely want to be a part of one of those. So, yeah, keep me updated. Absolutely. That's not a problem at all. That's great. Um. Well, that was really it. Uh, Chris, if you can talk, you know if he can or not, give him that option. Yeah, I think he was probably still okay. in the inside airport. So yeah. All right. So, uh, Hannah. Hello. I know you don't ever know what a button is. You're like, I know. I, I talked and then I got to unlock the phone <laughs> and then I got to try. Yeah. <laughs> so are you ready for us? 
I'm getting there. <laughs> nah, I'm ready. No, so you know what everybody's been asking me? It's like, are we going to be able to taste anything? I said, uh, out. Because I, I didn't know, someone was saying that your grand opening is the next week after Barrel and Flow. Is that true? Oh, she know, right? Uh oh. She said, oh. She said, oh, I could have went amazing. I forgot to make the cider. Sorry about that, Angie. I couldn't hear you. <laughs> okay. I said, uh, are you supposed to be open? Your grand opening is the week after Barrel and Flow? Yes, the week is after that- Barrel and Flow. Okay. So, what? Will there be cider when we're there? On the it'll be some because I'm I'm actually taking it'll be a couple flavors I'll put on tap for you guys because I have to take some four barrel and flow so. Okay. Yeah. Yep. Yeah. Very good. That's great. Um. Next week. We will be doing a recap from Barrel and Flow. So I will, uh, I'm going to hand it over to Chris. It, today, uh, this month is my birthday month. Woo-hoo. And so, <laughs> being, yes, being that it's my birthday month, I asked uh, the mod spot if I can have a day off. So, Chris is going to be doing most of the moderating. I will be here, but I will be in the shadows. I'll be over there uh, texting random people and making them laugh and uh, making uh, Chris and Kendrick pause uh, like they do me all the time. So we'll do uh, just like a a wrap up. I want to like tell more about my uh, collaboration experience that I had. Uh, after the dust settles, and I'm hoping that other people will join us that did have collaborations to talk about how it went, how they feel, everything uh, went during Barrel and Flow, or who they may want to seek out for next year, or if it's the same person, you know, same brewery, see how that goes. So I'll be looking for you. I'll be looking for Rob G, because I know he did a collaboration. Carl, did you do a collaboration? No, not this year. Okay, okay, okay. So, um, and Eric, I I don't know if you know about Barrel and Flow, but you could have, if you don't know about it for this year, you definitely want to be there next year. It's everything. It's it is the big one of the biggest beer festivals that I know of that that houses so many black breweries as well as distilleries and uh they are always looking for new up-and-coming um distillers so make sure that uh kendrick make sure that you pass that information on to him i'll try to keep keep me honest um but that is one portion of it that I really thought was very was really great that they had beer as well as uh, 
cigars, you know, people, you know, people like cigars and people also like different types of liquor. So, and they had a, um, a nice selection. It keeps on growing year, year after year. It keeps on growing. So, but if there's nothing else, go ahead, Kendra. Oh, no, I'm just saying that, uh, yeah, I, I definitely would love passing information along to Yeah. If he's interested in that, I mean, I I would love to see you there because I think it's a great opportunity and it puts you even more so on the um, map as far as getting um, plush distilling out there. So, yes, absolutely. Pass that information along to me. Um, I'm definitely interested. Yeah, but. I am going to, I guess I'm going to give you y'all 15 minutes back. I'm going to go ahead and pack because I just have one day. Um, and I will see y'all, most of y'all in real life in a couple of days. So jealous of all y'all. Better get in the go this year. <laughs> hey, man, y'all got a brewery to open. You, you, you'll be there next year. I know. And before uh, Angie, if I may, I just want to say, Eric, sorry, um, I, I missed, I missed your, your opening salvo. I, I got, I got home late from work, and I missed it. But um, I'm, I'm here in Houston, man. And uh, if, if you see a message from, uh, for the culture, it's me. Uh, I just really didn't, really didn't realize you were here. To the mayor Kendrick, to the mayor Kendrick. Uh, I was like, oh, that's dope. And I, I was really trying to get in here to, to, to check it out. But I heard a little bit. And, man, I, I look forward to checking you out, bro. Thank you. I, I appreciate that. Yeah. Um, definitely get a hold of me. Stop stop by. Yeah, absolutely. Well, that just leads me into never fear if you came in a little bit behind. We have replays available. So if you uh, want to listen to after we close the room, it'll be up and, and available for you to listen back. Um, yeah, any, any pretty much uh, anything that we have. Literary. Okay. Uh, <laughs> no, but uh, I think I can even send it to you uh, where you can just hit play. It's real easy. Cool. But yeah. But yeah, definitely. And I will see y'all next time. See y'all. Uh...